Hello, and welcome to Seriously Pointless Conversations About Culture, the podcast where myself and a few of my friends get together and discuss nerdy things. Just a reminder, if you like what you're listening to, please subscribe to Seriously Pointless Conversations' YouTube channel, or you can find us on your favorite podcasting apps. Thank you for your support. Without you, none of this would be possible. Thanks for coming by. Now let's get into this. Has this been having trouble connecting to the internet? Uh, a little bit. Just switch which one you're on. To so, the 5G? Yeah, just go to the 5G one instead. Is there a difference? One's got a better signal to it. Why do you have two? Is it just an automatic thing? Just, yeah, it's automatic, so... She says, mightn't I sit on your lap? She's gonna get mad in a second. What's that? She's gonna get mad in a second. She's so annoying. Did you hear that, cat? You're gonna be out of 5,000 pretty soon. I know you don't. I do, though. That's what it is. Okay. So this is not going to be near the uh, outlet anymore because it sends it's sending off a signal with its radio. Because oh, okay. I can literally pick it up on the thing. So I'm just going to find a place to plug it in now. Can you plug it in over? Plug it in right here. And then put it on top of the thing so I can see it. That's what I'm doing. So, okay. be so kind as to talk about stuff. <clears throat> Does it matter which mic? Ow, shit, cat. Well, I have unplugged that one. Well, I didn't, sorry, I didn't want to sit there. I told you I was going to move. 
Okay, I'll move this. Can just push the chair. I just, I was only sitting here because I wanted to rest for a minute, but I can't sit in that for very long. That's fine. It's not comfortable. It's fine. You want to take a minute? Well, she scratched the holy shit out of my leg. Yeah, yeah I know. That's why I'm asking you if you want to take a minute. I'm not trying to be rude. I'm literally asking you if you want to take a minute. Is that going to bother anything? That is. If you grab that and move it, it makes noise. The yeah. drink. Okay. So, because every time you grab it, I've heard it so far. Because it's metal. Yeah. So, yeah. Just don't slide your hand up and down. It'd probably be best. It's because of my ring. <laughs> well, that's probably what it is, honestly. So. If, uh, if you don't mind, I'm going to go grab some hand lotion real quick and one more thing. That's fine. Peter Piper picked a pick of pickled peppers. Kitty, where are you going? has a whop. Dobby is a free elf now. Art thou ready? Yes. Yeah, that's annoying. Well, you're the one that's eating. Well, I'm almost done. I'm not going to eat anymore for a while. She says these pistachio and almond cookies are quite lovely. She says, oh, look, there is a lap. I I'm must sit. So tired of that animal. Ugh. Keep talking. Let me okay. Listen.
Kelly Riggs just sent a text about, well, I showed you the bye-bye, Betsy. And uh, Alicia Brushhouse responded that she thinks it's going to be a big mess and she's still holding her breath. She's still scared about it. And me too. I've said the same thing. But um, Kelly said she thinks our democracy is going to pull through and she's the cynical one. So she said to be positive. Because if she's positive, we could be positive. Ditto. All right. Would you like to do the intro again, or how would you like to do this? You can do it today. Okay. That's fine. Did you make James do it ever? No. You should. I will, though. I think I'm going to do it next week. Or next time we do it with him, so. All right. So, after about ten minutes of sitting here, listening to how everything goes. So, all right. This is... Uh, Spirited Away, Spirited Away episode, I believe 12, uh, I had to look at that again, this is Spirited Away episode, um, with Jackie and David, and this is in 3, 2, 1. Hi, and welcome to Seriously Pointless Conversations About Culture, your Seriously Pointless podcast that has all your awesome, geeky, and nerd information that is coming from you from the Midwest, and I am joined today by my host, Jackie, my co-host, Jackie. Sorry. What's up? Good morning. Afternoon. Afternoon. Whatever it is anymore. Mm-hmm. It all runs together anymore, so how you been? Oh, pretty good. Good? Just okay. living the dream. Living the dream. Man, I don't know. I've been... I've, uh, I don't know how everyone is, but when we're recording this, you know, we're just getting done with all the election stuff, and I just feel drained, and I'm kind of glad that I have something to kind of fall back on to, say, a possibly a podcast, to just kind of just, like, veg out for a little bit and not think about anything for a little bit. So is that... It's kind of what you've been doing, just kind of keep doing something else to keep you, you know, uh, preoccupied a little bit, or what? Um, the... I don't know. It's between that and COVID. It's just too much stress and upset. I get it. No, no opinion. I don't want to talk about politics or COVID. That's fine. I know you've been uh, you've been busy reading a whole bunch. You just got done with the uh, last Dresden's book. Dresden book. What do you? I thought you were reading Dresden book, file book. Yeah. Battleground. Did you like it? Like the ending? I did. I was pretty mad about something that happened. And yeah, no spoilers. No, I'm not going to spoil it. But if if something doesn't change with the next three books, I'm going to be really pissed. And I don't like what Butcher did. But he did what he did. And but I it made hope you that feel it, something, though, didn't it? Well, though? yeah, definitely. But it so. also was like that was done in like it was the most pitiful way possible. Um, Ooh, but she's anyway, coming for you, Jim. She's coming for you. No, it just, I, I was very angry. But... That means it's a good book that it inspired that. But now I'm reading um, the next Cormoran Strike novel, which yeah. is uh, Troubled Blood. So that's the uh, series, other series, the detective Robert series. Galbraith, who's but JK, it's, it's J.K. J.K. Rowling. Rowling, yeah, that's her detective series. If you guys haven't checked that out, it's a really good series. I just got done with the first one. It After about three tries of getting into it, <laughs> I finally finished it. And and it was Cuckoo's r- Calling. Cuckoo's Calling was the first one. It's really, really well done. I, mm-hmm. I thoroughly enjoyed it. Um, I like it too. This is she's on the fifth one now, um, and that's troubled blood and enjoying it. Definitely murder mystery sort yeah. of thing, but it's interesting because this mystery 
happened like I think 40 years ago. Yeah, you remember you told me it was a cold case. Yeah, yeah, it's a cold case, and it's the first cold case that Strike has had to try and do. Yeah, um, but usually, it's good. Usually, I don't like um, de- like detective novels and like murder, murder mystery things because just because of my nature of my job a little bit. Um, <laughs> but it was it was good. I liked it. I was I I got sucked into it pretty pretty easily. So I was. Mm-hmm. On the fourth try, of course, but it was it was really well done. I I thoroughly enjoyed it. So, but other than that, you've been doing anything else? Been trying to stay, you know, go for walks and things like that. Anything crazy? No. Nothing. No, you haven't been skydiving or like that. No, just living. Just living. Yeah. So what coasting. are we talking about today? Well, we're about to get there. Just <laughs> hold your horses. This is a new thing we've been starting to do. Try to see how everybody's how everybody's doing. Just to keep catch up with everybody. Um. I actually, yeah, if you care, do you care at all? Not really. No, I'm kidding. Tell me what you've Cold. been doing. You're an ice queen today, I man. I forget that this is what you do now, and you, you should just limit it to less than 10 minutes, right? Cause yeah, it's going to be less than 10 minutes the way you're <laughs> acting towards me. You're going to cut me off real quick Anyway, here. go ahead. What have you been doing? <laughs> Sorry, there will be the nice person, the nice host. Man, look at you. So I have actually been... Uh, Trying to pl- catch up on a little bit of uh, uh, Penny Dreadful. I don't know if you you've seen me watching that. Uh, yeah, I haven't watched it, but I I know. What I it is. really if you if you guys like macabre stuff, it's a nice. It's almost like if everybody if anybody's ever seen uh, the League of Extraordinary Gentlemen movie, it's what that should have been almost. <laughs> so it's a it's a kind of a, a, a except it's set in the world of Victorian London. And it's really a lot darker than the comic books were, even. So. Oh, it's based off books. Yeah, so okay. there's like there's Victor Frankenstein is in it, but they do like some twists to it and things mm-hmm. like that. And there is um, uh, Mina Harker mm-hmm. and all kinds of other stuff. You know, it's 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 really cool. It's it's really enjoyable. This is my third time watching it. So the original series has three seasons, so it's really good. I've been doing that, and I've also been. Um, Really digging into uh, 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 Medieval, which is a uh, it's an old PS2 game that has been revamped, remastered a little bit, and they put it on the PS4. Uh, I got it for free off PS Now. and playing that a little bit. They just kind of it's a nice little kind of dorky little PS2 era game that I've enjoyed. So, but but yeah, that's kind of what I've been into recently. Uh, actually, and TikTok. Well, you know. <laughs> The T- rabbit hole. TikTok is just, it's a dumpster fire and a rabbit hole. It all rolled into one. So I'm just saying. But other than that, I have, I was watching um, Spirit Away, which was for this uh, podcast actually the other night. So I was trying to catch up, get a, get some, uh, I get a few notes refresh in. Refresher, refresher memory. Yeah, because it's been a little bit since we've watched it. So mm-hmm. I remember we first started watching it. When did we first watch it together? Because you're the one that introduced me to everything Miyazaki, like we said earlier in the other Yeah, podcast. I don't remember. Um, I mean, I know I saw it back in... It was like 8th grade or freshman year of high school a real long time ago, and we didn't start dating till senior year, so it would yeah. have been much later. I don't remember so I don't watching remember it with you, to be honest. Sorry. I know, we've, I know we've watched it since we were married. I know that. Yeah. Um, but I remember the first time I watched it with you, I was like, this is a really really interesting kind of concept about it, the whole thing is like so yeah so that was kind of the first time that we really uh saw i really saw that 
I think it was whenever you showed me because I'd never really heard of Miyazaki mm-hmm. before, unfortunately, which is kind we of sad. probably watched it like over the summer at my mom and dad's house. It's probably on a VHS, probably. No. Well, no. I DVD? don't think so. I don't remember. I don't think we don't own it on VHS. No, I didn't know or not, but no. that's but yeah. Mostly, what I've seen it on is uh, HBO. That's they have the whole whole collection on HBO now. All of all, studio, the, all, all of Studio, studio Ghibli Ghibli's. Films? Yeah, they're all oh, wow. on there now. So Good to that's, know. that's why I was. I, I that's the honestly the main reason why I got it. Honestly, is because I knew <laughs> we were going to be doing these, and I really really enjoy. Um, all those movies. Mm-hmm. So, but so Porco Rosso is on there even. Oh, I that would be so. a nice one to see again. Yeah, like I said, I was telling you they're all on here, and um, let me pull it up for you. Let you show you real quick. But so I know. Let me get to the bottom of the screen here, and um, oh, you're just you're just being honored. So you didn't officially say, it, but we're talking about Spirited Away today. I did. Yay! I did earlier. You kind of made a mention, I thought, but I didn't uh, know if that was part of your intro or a real thing. It's always the real thing, Jackie. We always do the real thing here. No fake stuff here. Mm. It's all real. <laughs> You're just like this is this is just going on way way too long as it is. So, but yeah. So obviously, like you said, we are going to be talking about Spirited Away today, and um, hopefully, you guys will enjoy it as much as we have. Uh, so kind of get into it. Spirited Away is a uh, Miyazaki movie. Uh, it was created by Hayao Miyazaki. Hayao. Hayao. I apologize. Hayao Miyazaki uh, through Studio Ghibli, um, which is a Japanese animation company. Um, they first... So the original concept was developed by Hayao, Mr. Miyazaki, um, whenever he became uh, suddenly kind of burnt out on... Um, when he Because he, he... For a while there, all of his first films were kind of geared on like younger children... And except for like maybe Nausicaa a little bit, mm-hmm. um, but he kind of got burnt out on that because that's what I think the company was really kind of pushing a little bit. So, yeah. So because we've already talked about My Neighbor Totoro and yeah. that was one of his first big ones. Nausicaa was his first film, but that was one. Well, I, I guess you could argue he did things before that, but that was like he wrote the novel itself the graphic novel that was like his story um and that one is definitely more adult themed but then you're right all the ones after that yeah most of them like they said they even have some on here yeah sorry i'm showing her i'm showing her the uh screen hbo screen with the ghibli movies they even have some on here that i have i don't think i've seen before uh when marnie marnie was there marini was there what it's That's what it says. Marnie. 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 I didn't yeah, want to say I know, it wrong. That, I don't think that's a Miyazaki film. I well, saw My Neighbor's it, it Neighbors says, the It's Yamadas. on there. It's, it's set as uh, Studio Ghibli. Yeah, says, well, because so. they do other films, too. Like, they have Ocean Waves, Only Yesterday, Pom Poco, from our <laughs> Poco. And the neighbor, My Neighbor's the Yamadas. Yeah, those ones were not. Miyazaki films. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Obviously, those are on the bottom part of the Pom screen. Poco, so. that's a whole... Wow. Let's not even touch that. Don't talk about raccoons no, and bulls. No, no. Go back. And they're not raccoons. They're... they're... Whatever they are. 
what are they called they're like um (laughs) we talk about going on tangents yeah it's it's like a separate species that just lives in japan i think anyway go ahead and talk about the background of spirited away you said he started doing this because he was burnt out on kids films it just seems like it i mean because that's that's kind of what i was reading a little bit and he said that in an interview well after a while after this movie came out and he he vividly remembers um because he goes through these introspective periods in his life when he's really looking for something to uh, make a film or a, a, a concept to mm-hmm. make. You notice that he does that. He like he'll take a good like year mm-hmm. just to sit and like think about what he wants to make, well, like the blue phase, you know, like Van Gogh or the exactly. or you know, Picasso. Like the different artists go through the yeah, different phases. Absolutely, because yeah, he's an artist. And he almost seems to really do that. And so he even, like, in an interview, he talks about how um, whenever he was younger, uh, he would often go to um, go up on vacations to uh, the mountain, a mountainous area, a mountain region with his family. Um, and it was a mountain cabin. And there were, he would always have some friends of the family would be there too, along with them. And these were all girls, and so I'm assuming he was probably like I've got one boy amongst like five <laughs> girls, and so he really wanted to make a movie or a film for these friends that he had had during this time period, um, and so he started to really kind of like start to dig in, but like you know what was you know what did I do while I was up there? Well, apparently he read a lot of uh, shoho manga, which was very prevalent whenever he was younger, because they still had these kinds of manga, but it was. It's essentially like our comic books, is that what mm-hmm. it was. And so they would have it in, in, you know, short little pamphlets and things like that. But you know what Shoho is? How do you spell that? Uh, shoujo. Uh, it's a S-H-O-J-O. I think it's Shoujo. Shoujo. Yeah. I, I don't You're know. You're saying it like in a, like a Spanish accent. That's probably um, is. Yeah, I mean, I've heard of that, but I'm not super familiar with manga. That's not the one, like... Like, what is One Piece? Or One, like Inuyasha? Inuyasha is... Is that shoujo? Uh, kind of. Because that's definitely a love story. So um, that would be... Yeah, that's kind of be more like, of like One shoujo. One Piece is like an action yeah. thing. Yeah. So they I have it where... I forget the name of... Because there's like a more action-based one versus like a more romance... They have it mostly where some are geared more towards uh, the young younger women, younger mm-hmm. girls... And some that are geared towards younger boys. Yeah. Which you have things like Shonen Jump, which is... Oh, uh, Shonen. Yeah, that's what I was Shonen Jump, yeah. Um, Which is... Shonen manga is really geared towards, like, the action-oriented life. Yeah. Yeah. I must grow to be the stronger of the the two, you know. Transformers. Things like that. That that just makes me think of Michael Bay Transformers. Yeah, that's that's all kind of geared towards that, yeah. Um, so, but, yeah, anyway. he he really started, like, when he remembered whenever he was on these vacations with his uh, friends, they would bring this uh, shojo with shoujo, them. Shojo, because they were all girls. Yeah, well, they were so all girls. He was reading more, like... And he would he would pick it up just to read it, because he was curious, I mean, like most kids are. And he would find that most of the time, the protagonists in these, the female, younger female protagonists, were either just the subjects of crushes or romance. Hmm. And so he was like, well, why can't they be like the shonen characters where they go on these great adventures and become, you know, heroes? Mm-hmm. And so he kind of had a thought that, you know, like had this thought process in his mind. And so he said, he kind of uh, in an interview later on after the movie had come out several years later, 
um, he 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 believed that this wasn't in the spirit of his friends because he remembers all of his you know some of these these younger girls being very adventurous and being very uh, forward and very you know uh, heroine almost like that you mm -hmm. know they're very almost heroin you know heroic in a sense um, and he see that he wanted he wanted to create a young heroine to uh, so that people could look up to so these young mm -hmm. women could look up to. Um, so that's kind of where this concept kind of uh, kind of came I feel about. Like he does a good job in his films of you know you have Nausicaa, even oh. in Porco Rosso you have Fio, the girl like in My Neighbor Totoro the two girls like he he likes having female protagonists and in a lot of the movies they're not really love interests. No, well I mean it's like in Nausicaa like they because that's one of my that's my favorite. Miyazaki yeah, she's, film. yeah, there's no no romance going no, on. <laughs> none whatsoever. And that's what it just goes to show you is that you don't have to have a male-oriented uh, hero in a film to make it a great film, mm -hmm. you know? And he does such just an amazing job of developing those characters. And he does it in this in Spirited Away as yeah, amazingly. Yeah, he does. So the whole time while he's trying to come up with this idea of, like, the storyline and things like that, he's he pitches a couple ideas uh to uh studio ghibli and they just don't they don't stick so apparently he had one early on whenever they first uh, created studio ghibli um he that they just they're like no nah, man we don't we don't like the idea it was actually one was actually based on a chinese uh, popular chinese children's book called fantasy town in the fog which hmm. can you see that so like yeah that's kind of almost what this is kind of what happens she you know they go into in the English dub, they say it's an abandoned amusement park, like an abandoned yeah. theme park, but like this giant bathhouse, but so that's, in the that's, middle of that's nowhere. another thing too. Um, this abandoned place, all these buildings. Yeah. So the whole con. So this is this is literally the, a synopsis of that book. Um, mm -hmm. A sixth grade girl. I'm gonna. I think they call her Lena. Is what the you know they translate her to. Traveled to a small town called Misty Valley at the suggestion of her father during summer vacation. Because the because the Valley of the Mist is a little known place, it took Lena a lot of effort to get there, and found that it was a wonderful town and like a different world. When Lena went to live in the manor of an old woman named Pickett <laughs> in the town, she learned that she had to exchange work for the right to live. In the course of the of her work, Lena came into contact with various characters in the Valley of the Mist, slowly letting her heart grow. Hmm. So you can see how it's a, like how a very loose like similar yeah. yeah there's some a lot of connections in there like a loose adaptation of it almost because you have in in the uh, other one since she's a uh, she's not a spirit like she like all the other ones that are there mm -hmm. she's or, a human she's a human there and they're like well if you're gonna stay here you have to work for your keep if you're gonna stay mm -hmm. here kind of thing so it's just a very interesting kind of like correlation that you know obviously he 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 already had this concept set up to how he wanted to do it so. And so, whenever he gets into that third proposal, which was right around early, like, late, early 1999, I think it's where, when he yeah, was. Yeah, in, like, 2000. Well, 2000 is when production starts, so he, mm -hmm. he goes the first, third pitch in early 1999, and with the, and it hits at home, you know, it's, and it's, he calls it Shinin uh, Chihiro's Spirited Away, is that the actual title mm -hmm. of the film, um, and that's where you get that whole bathhouse scene, the whole bathhouse, uh, they call it amusement par par an amusement park, 
but it's essentially centered around an old bathhouse uh, in Miyazaki's hometown. Mm-hmm. And so that's where you get an old style Japanese bathhouse. Yeah. And so whenever, I guess, whenever they saw that, that that's what they wanted to center it around, they were like, yeah, absolutely. Well, and I think in the, in the English dub, I think that because in, at least in the United States, bathhouses, that sort of thing, that is not something that we have. I mean, so we they have probably like, said amusement park just because that was the kids. closest, like thing that based yeah. on what everything looked like oh we'll just call it this because american u.s well, audiences can relate to that like saunas maybe but mm. it's it not for really, like the whole family it's not for the whole family no. and it's not doesn't really translate the same does no. it really no but seeing things like spirited away i kind of want to go to a bathhouse in japan because that looks fun yeah because i really want to see all the naked old guys just sitting there I mean, I guess that'd be on you. Like, I don't really care about that. But if you that's something you're in, into, like, I'm sure that could be arranged. I'm sure. I'm sure they don't really care all that much. But either way, so whenever um, they started production, like I was telling you, in, in 2000, Walt Disney actually approached him, um, approached Studio Ghibli, and were like, hey. The company, know, right? The Walt Disney Company. Yeah. yeah because at this time, Walt Disney <laughs> I Pictures. I was like, he's. Walt Disney yeah. Pictures. Walt Disney had been dead for a for while. A, yeah, a long time. So the only the reason they approached him on this end uh, was because of John Lasseter. Yeah, so he you know was who, a big, big fan. Yeah, you know who John Lasseter is? Yeah, he's there? the one that does the voice in every single Pixar film. He's he's a voice in there. Well, so. Well, and he's also like a big so he, director. He actually is one of the. He, he's one of the big. Uh, co-founders of Pixar. Pixar. Mm-hmm. So he was actually a really avid fan of Miyazaki's mm-hmm. and actually a really good, knew that. A good friend of his. So apparently, Are they actually friends? Yeah, See, so, I didn't know that. I wonder so, if it's more just Miyazaki being kind and smiling and patting the head of this silly American. But well, I, think he I don't got, know. I think, Maybe. I, think whenever, I hope they are friends. That'd be I wonderful. I think whenever they were first starting on Pixar and things mm-hmm. like that, doing like Toy Story and stuff, he actually, when I read, they, they said that he actually would try and correspond with Miyazaki to ask for like... Hey, you know, like, what would you do with this? Or advice. kind of some things like that. And mm-hmm. get some advice because he wanted to have that authentic feeling to it, which you get that in the first Toy yeah. Story. Like, I think that's what Yeah, that's really, a very good, that's, that's what, a very good movie. And that's what you get whenever you try to pour your heart into something. I think that's what mm-hmm. Miyazaki was really trying to, like, he kind of pointed him in that direction to try mm-hmm. to say, hey, if you're going to go forward with this, you have to you want to sink your your heart into something. Yeah. That's the whole point of these films. When Miyazaki is, like, a legend, he is, like the best so if i were making any animated film and if i had any way to contact him absolutely. i would use him as my mentor oh like, yeah please absolutely. i will pay you try to get as much info from cookies him as possible. or money like i don't know cigarettes whatever. probably it's more of his goal <laughs> yeah, yeah. Get, him, get him some old cheap old uh, mm-hmm. japanese cigarettes so well i knew that john lassiter does like we have a lot of the DVDs of Studio Ghibli films, mm-hmm. and John Lasseter does like the intros for a lot of them. If yeah. you watch like in the special scenes or you know added features, and he talks about the film, um, so I, I knew he was very connected. Like it's something he really cares about. Oh yeah, and I'm glad. I mean, I'm not a huge fan of dubbing, but I do think you know. Like, it's good well, that we have that option to open it up to more audiences, and I'm glad that somebody's trying to get it into, 
you know, get it into the U.S. and get it. Or, well, unfortunately, you know, it's like I said, a lot of people. World. A lot of people have that problem of just reading subtitles. Well, and, and some people language. actually some people, have like, dyslexia phys- or have issues it, where yeah. they can't. So it and is. So it's, that's why it, it yeah. serves a purpose. But. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, definitely. So, I'm glad it's done. Yeah. So after he he kind of put the the bug in in Walt Disney Pictures' ear about that, they were basically like, "Hey, we'll finance part of the film." Uh, Did you say it was ten percent? They ten percent. Ten percent. That makes simply a for dis for distribution rights into the United States mm-hmm. and the and the, and the first right to like dub it first the first right to either uh, to choose to dub it or not. So that basically says uh, they have to come to Studio Ghibli had to come to the Walt Disney first to say, hey, do you want to dub this? Mm-hmm. If Walt Disney like, nah, they could actually go to somebody else. Yeah. But, but they had to ask Disney first. But is Disney gonna say no to that? I mean, no, they'd would, already worked yeah. with them before. So knew it's they like they were experts. They they knew they were they knew what they were doing. So, um, so at, obviously as is uh, Studio Ghibli, um, after they started production, they had all the financing set up. They they did their traditional hand drawn stuff. So this is actually something I don't know if you knew about this. Did you know this is actually the first film that they started to use three uh, D software? Um, I it. did not know that until I read on your script. So they only did it to supplement some of the uh hand-drawn stuff and they did it in very minor ways i can see where like when all that rain falls and -hmm. it's like a flood and they then it's like beautiful sunny day and they're on the train tracks and they look out across the water like i feel like they do that in Howl's moving castle also just like with the water you can kind of see like that's that is where i would put my money on that if they did like some computer generated like yeah. it was in that part. Well, Miyazaki was like backgrounds. Yeah. Well, Miyazaki was adamant that it did it would not dominate the film. Amen. So that was one of the biggest things. Thank you, <laughs> Miyazaki-san. <laughs> so, I don't know if I can even call him that. Yeah, I forget the son and the all that. That's but okay. Anyway. But mm. no, so he he had um, after trying to like getting the storyboard starting on it. Just take a guess how much how 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 long was the film? Do you think he had initially whenever he first? Oh, I read that. It's you said like over three hours. Around three hours in length. I really wish that they had been able to keep that because I want to know what else he was going to add to that story. Because I would have loved to have seen more. Like Spirited Away is such a compelling story. It's so good, and I would love to have seen what he was going to add in. Because when I saw that three hours, I was like, man, we got chipped. I know. It's Dang. okay. It happens. But So due to that, they, they start cutting things. And obviously, yeah. you get you get to what you have right now. And that brings us actually into the plot section. Do you want to try and... You want me to summarize Because I have a lot of information on the plot if you really Ooh. want me to do it. Yeah, I, I kind of skimmed through that. Um, I, It's up to you. I mean, if you want, I can give a real brief summary and you can fill in. Yeah, go ahead. Let's, let's let's start at the beginning mm-hmm. and just kind of do the, the first initial scene wherever yeah. her family... So, yeah, well, Chihiro is... Um, do they say how old she is? She's 10 years old. She's 10. Okay. Um, she and her parents are moving and she is depressed because she doesn't want to move and leave her friends and yeah. they're driving along and her dad is kind of crazy because he gets lost they can see the house up on the hill and he's like there it is but he keeps driving and he said here's a shortcut and they end up like in the woods in the middle of nowhere and they get to where 
he almost rear or he almost doesn't rear in but like rams into the statue yeah and that's leading into a tunnel and then it's when they sorry this is not going to be a very short summary no, it's um, okay. you, do, <laughs> you do it how you feel yeah like you want to do it. well because I, I i mean i can just visualize all this but he they go into the tunnel and that's when they it's gorgeous like when they come out on the other end like these beautiful fields and all these old like statues in the fields like yeah. almost just big like circular rocks that um they don't mention but he can see like up on the hill there's like another building and the father that's when he says in the english dub like oh this was an old amusement park and it's been so long since i watched it i can't remember in the subtitled one what they call it but they talk about oh it was an old it's this is an abandoned they, theme park i believe and, they called it like an old it's an old abandoned bathhouse town. Yeah, he says that, you know, they, they built all these in the early 90s and then they went bankrupt because yeah. the economy or blah, blah, blah. So it's the mom and the dad are like so excited. Let's let's explore. And, you know, we have time. Maybe there's a restaurant somewhere. And yeah. um, Chihiro is, even then, like, she, you can tell she's uncomfortable and she's like, I don't like it here. Like, something's not right. Like, can we leave? And they're like, no, don't be a stick in the mud. Come on. Yeah, come on. Let's go Yeah, and they, then that's when they get to, like, the town part of it and there's steam coming up from one of the restaurants and then the dad is like, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I can see him sniffing when you do that. He's like, maybe it's not abandoned after all. He's like, maybe they're still here. So that's when... They go, the mom and the dad go to the restaurant, and there's nobody around, but there's all this food, and they say, well, you know, let's just start eating. He's like, because they call, and nobody comes, and they said, we'll just, you know, we'll pay for the bill when we're done, and Shahiro won't do it. She's like, no, no, and then the mom and dad, it's funny that they, when they start eating, it's like they're, they get sucked in, and they just can't stop, and then they kind of, she asks them to leave, and they won't. Mm-hmm. And they stop talking to her, and so she's like, ah. So she, that's when she wanders off. She wanders off a little bit, yeah. And that's basically, she meets Haku at that point, and he, the young boy yep. um, who's a shapeshifter, can turn into a dragon. I guess just go ahead and throw that out there, but you don't know that yet. You've had, the, the, the thing has been out for almost 20 years, I think. Yeah, I think <laughs> it's okay to say so. that. But then he he sees her and is like, what are you doing here? You shouldn't be here. Like, it's almost nightfall. This is bad. You need to leave. And he's like, I'll distract them and is trying to help her. And then that's when the sun starts setting and then all the spirits start coming out. Well, then that freaks her out, doesn't it? Yeah, and she freaks the heck out, which, I mean, who wouldn't? It's like these black shapes, nebulous things coming up out of the ground. Yeah, Yeah, and this is a part where... I feel like, in a way, I wish I had grown up in Japan, that there these are cultural things that I don't quite understand. It's a, it's a very, like, Shinto religion. Like, there are spirits well, in everything almost. Yeah, and it's something where it's like, from my cultural background and perspective, my childhood, that, to me, I don't understand it. I'm fascinated by it, and I want to know more. Absolutely, yeah. But that's something where there's in certain aspects of his movies, I feel like, oh, God, I wish I was Japanese. And then so I would really sense. get this. And then you would watch um, an American movie and you're and like, be like, this what is trash. This is, what, is, what is wrong going on? This makes but, no sense. Um, it, yeah. So she, she tries to escape. She runs back to, and I guess I should have mentioned as they're coming in, they go through an, like an old riverbed yeah. that's dry. Yep. Well, she gets back to it, and it's full, full of water. Yep. And she, like, starts to run in, and it's up to her waist, and she has to she run back out. out yeah. And then here comes this boat with all these spirits on yep. it. And that's when she realizes she's going transparent. Yeah. 
and she starts freaking out. Well, so does does she run by the restaurant beforehand? She does, yeah, because that's, that's when she, she sees her parents as she tries pigs. To, she tries to go get her mom and dad. Yeah, yeah and, and they're they still in her clothes, but they're both giant pigs, and yeah, then just, they don't recognize they're, they're her, and they just eating. squeal, and yeah. then the one spirit that's comes terrifying. out with, like, the fly swatter and is smacking the dad in the face. Yeah, trying to get him to go into the Yeah, pen. and, like, well, no, he's just trying to get him away from the food because they're yeah. still at the bar eating food, and he's, yeah. like, smacking... The, him in the face and it's just like bam bam and then the dad like falls down with a squeal like this giant pig in like mm-hmm. man's clothing and uh, yeah that for her she's horrified and it's just like i remember the first time i saw that uh, i was like what scared is going me on? yeah and i was like i guess i you know was a preteen when i saw it and as a small child to see yeah. that it's like oh my god horrifying so that's, you know, she had run past her parents. Then she goes to try and get across the water. Like Haku said, you got to get back. You got to cross the river. Yeah. Um, and she's missed. She's missed it. And she can't. Yeah, and then that's when she goes and hides. But after she sees spirits getting off the boat and there's like giant chicken looking ones. I remember. Well, Just they're kind of like giant of, ducks. Well, they all start to go from being nebulous to being. Yeah. Actual, like, and as soon physical, as they take a step, like yeah. on the side of the, like the bank, they start materializing and there's some that are just floating papers and then as they cross it's like like these bodies come down like from the paper that's probably beautiful imagery very that's a very japanese thing yeah see that's more of it where it's like i just i wish i understood more of what this is because whenever we think of ghosts or spirits we're thinking like slimer from the Ghostbusters, oh, or well, maybe not all that. those all those malevolent ghosts. From yeah, like or like things. I just think of something like in a graveyard where it looks like a human yeah. and it's but just transparent, like bluish, glaring but at like you. Like in there, it, it could be they could literally take any form they want. Yeah, even though it maybe they did come from like a human spirit, but it could literally be that chicken could be a human spirit, but for whatever reason he must Who look knows? like a chicken. It's Who just, knows? It's fascinating and. So, That's do you want me busy. to keep going? Yeah, so anyway. so we can either, let's take a little break here and kind of get in there. And so, what let's, we've seen so far. So, what we've seen so far on all that stuff. So, there's some really heavy themes already, mm-hmm. even in there. So, like, you see a lot of, I mean, obviously, the uh, the spiritualism and mm-hmm. the, 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 fan- supernatural the supernatural fantasy, fantasy orient things out there. Mm-hmm. Like, Obviously, with the abandoned town, mm-hmm. how it's like, even though it's been abandoned by humans, the spirits still keep it alive and it's still thriving mm-hmm. in the spirit realm almost. Well, and it's it's fascinating because like sometimes, you know, they talk about how children know things that adults have forgotten. Yeah. And I see that because it's like Chihiro knows the minute they walk in there, even when they first arrive, her dad almost rams into that statue with the car and even looking at that statue, she's like, no, we shouldn't be here. And it's yeah. like, she knows innately. And it's like the adults have forgotten, like, these these things that you know as a child, like, you know to fear things. You are more in touch with, like, the spirit world. Yeah, I, I feel that. like that's something that you read in literature, you see in films, and, like, children have this connection that adults growing up, maturity, makes us forget because we have so many other things on our plates but she because she throughout the whole like beginning part she's telling her parents like go back like stop i don't want to be here and she begrudgingly follows them but she doesn't want to be there it's like she knows so they kind of so it's like this child like a connection i don't know to me a theme of like what like being a child and things that children can remember that adults don't so 
kind of going into that, all kind of going off of the, what the parents like don't pay attention to. They so they have a really heavy theme in there. I was kind of reading a little bit that Miyazaki had really wanted to kind of emphasize the idea about greed. Yeah. Definitely. With, with with especially with adults consumerism consumerism heavily heavily well because her parents like that's really, why he that's why he said he even said it, that's why i chose the forms of i wanted them to pigs. be pigs <laughs> and i was just like huh that makes a lot more sense like i'd never thought about yeah. that before before i watched it and before even researching this i was like i just thought he's like ah eh, pigs well and it's to me but like everything a fairy he tale does thing. yeah the parents exactly. break the rule and it's like a politeness rule of you don't just randomly eat food lying there yep like you don't do that like that's somebody's food that's rude you have so to it's wait a, it's and very ask. reminiscent of greek mythology of like circe which he turns mm-hmm. the uh homer's men into animals because mm. they act she goes you know remember her it's saying they're like if you if um i believe it was if you they act like animals, so they will be animals. Mm-hmm. And so she turns them into, like, pig, Mostly pigs, I believe. Yeah. But she's changed all these other human men into pigs or animals. Because mm-hmm. that's how they act. Yeah. So. Well, and it's, it's like the child knows. Like, you don't... that It's like a taboo thing. Like, you don't just go up and eat food and the yep. parents make an excuse. It's like making excuses, too. Mm-hmm. Because they just make the excuse. Oh, we'll pay after we eat. Oh, we'll, we'll do this. We'll do that. We'll, we'll make it okay. Yeah, that's a theme that I see too. Is like, let's just, you know, I'm an adult. I can do what I want, and I can make this okay, and I can bend the rules and break them, and I'll make it okay. Yeah, and you can't do that. Yeah, so. and especially in like something like the spirit world, where it is like, no, there's rules. good and bad, and there are rules, and if rules you don't follow them, you literally die. In the spirit world. It's very mm-hmm. Harry Dresden of you, Jackie. Yes. <laughs> rules are very concrete. Mm-hmm. I mean, you make a bargain, you stick to it, no matter exactly. what. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> So we'll continue with the story. So after she's figured out that um, she's going transparent and she's kind of That's moving to the Haku spirit world. That's when comes back. Well, she, I don't think she knows what's happening to yeah, her. Because I think imagine the, the distress of your parents oh, are yeah. pigs. You're somewhere you don't know. You can't get you're home. You're going transparent. You're yeah. You're like, what the And heck, that's when you know? Haku comes and he gives her like a berry and says like, you need to eat something from our world. Otherwise you will fade away. Mm-hmm. And he said, don't worry. This won't turn you into a pig. Because it's like, okay, but eating, you know, eating that yeah. other spirit food would have transformed well, it's, you. Maybe but it's this a thing won't. of he's offered it to her. Yeah, that's. Uh-huh. As opposed to her taking it. Mm-hmm. So. Yeah, and it's, th- I mean, thank God he's there. Because um, then he he helps her. It's, uh, he's the one who helps sneak her into the bathhouse, but yep. they're crossing that bridge, and he's like, if you hold your breath, they won't see you. Yep, and she does hold her breath. Well, yeah. she does until that stupid frog comes running up and jumps up right in front of him and says, Master Haku, you're back. And, and then like, she Wah! takes a gasp. And then they all see her and they're like, human, like you should yeah. be. And then he has to run her down into the yeah, boiler area. And the boiler area. area. Which, that, so she ends up meeting probably one of my favorite characters <laughs> in the whole movie. Yama- Yamaji? It's Kamaji. Kamaji. Oh, yeah. I love Kamaji. And the he's Spider Man. The, the Spider Guy. He's With got a like the, huge mustache. Yeah. He kind of so. And the little soot sprites if that if eat the stars. If your dad ever hears this, I apologize. But he kind of reminded me of your dad a little bit, <laughs> just from the nose and the glasses. Yes. Yeah. And he's kind of got yeah, bald he head. Does. And so it's funny because and he's just very always like I'm working. <laughs> yeah working. he's so mean to her when she first Initially, comes in yeah. there and like haku's like no he'll like you have to keep asking he'll try and turn you away but you have to keep asking yep. and he'll give you a job mm-hmm. 
And he's just like, no, and keeps ignoring her. And then she starts trying to move like the coal pieces to put in the boiler. And it's so freaking heavy. Yeah, the little soot sprites. Because what did she do? One of them drops it and she She like picks picks it it up. And he says, finish what you started, human. Because she was going to set it back down, I guess. And the little soot sprites are watching her. And then, because the one tripped and fell and it fell on him. And so that's what she picks up and she eventually like lugs it to the boiler, tosses it in. And it's this little thing, but it must be so heavy, like the way she's moving. Yeah. Which is funny because just, you know, in the spirit world, everything's different. Oh, yeah. And then it's lovely because when she's, after she gets it thrown in there, all the little soot sprites look at her. And one of them looks at the others and then it tosses. It lets the rock fall on its own head and goes... Acts like, oh, and acts like, like oh, like a- I'm helpless. Like, and then they all do it. Like, oh, she'll pick it all up and she'll do it for all of us. And then Kamaji is like, no, no, no. It's like you've ruined my you ruined my workers. <laughs> and then that's when uh, Lynn comes in. Yeah, and he is. He says, "Hey, this is my granddaughter. You have to give her a job." And, and Lynn, so Lynn is, is like, actually, she's, she looks like a human, mm-hmm. but I guess she's a spirit. But she's a spirit. They're I mean, all she's spirits. A, she's a bathhouse worker there. Yeah. She is wonderful. She's very nice. She, though she acts super mean at first. Oh, yeah. She's got to act all but tough she, and things yeah, like that. Yeah, she kind of takes Chihiro under her wing, but she's the one that takes Chihiro up because she has to meet Yubaba to get a yeah, job there. old Yubaba. With the big nose and the creepy eyes and yeah. the huge head. Head as big as her body. That's right. And then don't even get me started on her son. So um, weird. I know. Like it I said, is just that's... interesting. That's, again, that's cultural things where I feel like, man, I love this. I am fascinated by this. But would I understand this better if I were Japanese? So something know. something that they kind of they, they put in there. So after Yubaba... Uh, tries to act after they hire her mm-hmm. they basically tell her since you are going to work for us now we have to rename you they take part of her name away they take the character her... and that's something yeah. too that if you don't know japanese like she writes her name down and yubaba lifts part of the name away yeah so what's left is just sin yep whereas like with the rest of the characters it's chihiro Yep. But she takes away part of, part of her name and it's like holds it in her hand and yeah. it's like your mind now. It's yeah, like oh, it's, it's shit. very much a very much a fairy like contract. Kind it of is, thing, yeah. yeah. And it's like when, I always felt bad like watching it when I see that happen. It's like no little girl. But then what option does she have? Yep. It's like you're trapped there. What what can you do? Yeah, how do I get away? Yeah, and it's like you. And so that kind of touches on that um, that that uh, consumerism and greed a little mm-hmm. bit too. Yababa wants to own everybody that works for her. Yeah. And they, she has to always wants to have them under contract. So that's, like I said, he touches on these little mm-hmm. things throughout too. So, and so as she's leaving, Haku kind of like meets up with her. And I remember him saying, so don't forget your name. If you get, for, if you forget your name, you can, you'll never be able to leave. he tells her that a little bit later because when yeah. she first, he pretends like he doesn't recognize her and it mm-hmm. hurts her feelings, but he's doing that to protect her. But as a small child, she doesn't understand that because he doesn't want you, Baba, to think, you know, see the connection that he's trying to help her. And because you don't find out till later in the movie why, like he knows who Chihiro is and he knows her and he cares about her. And then later on, they explain why that is. But she, just for the time being, it's mm-hmm. like, 
you just a good fortune that, oh my gosh, this the one person here is helping you. Besides Lynn and um, Kamaji. Mm-hmm. But yeah, eventually, you know, Lynn then takes her back and they start working and she helps at the bathhouse. Yeah, and... she ends up coming with a bathhouse worker. Mm-hmm. She moves up from the boiler room and starts working on cleaning the tubs and yeah. doing the laundry and they and complain like that. about, all the other workers complain about how she smells. And um, I think Haku is the one that says, after a few days of eating our food, you Just, won't notice yeah. the smell anymore. Yeah. And they're like, I don't want the human. And they stick her with Lynn. So she's with Lynn most of the time. And Lynn yeah. at first is like, Ugh, you know, Whatever. acts like she doesn't like her. But eventually but she then her. she kind of, it's like a big sister relationship. Oh, yeah. um, and tries to take care of her. So do you, you remember, like, so as she's working there, she starts to meet all the different... The different uh, clients. Glaring different clients. And you remember the most famous client that You're shows up. about No Face? Yeah. Well, but he's not a client... No, really, he's not. he's not supposed to be. He's another part where I feel like that's an aspect of an aspect of Japanese culture that I like, almost like an evil spirit, almost. Yeah, but it's like he's not. He, she talks about, and again, this is the dubbed version. That's the one I remember the most because I guess growing up, I mm-hmm. saw it the most. Um, but she mentions in the dubbed version that he's. I just think he shouldn't be here because being in the bathhouse makes him crazy. Yeah. And so it's like when he's outside of it, he's fine. And especially near the end when he ends up with Yubaba's sister, he's fine. Um, but yeah, she lets him in because she thinks he's just standing out there in the rain. And she lets him in. And that's when all heck breaks loose. Well, yeah, she puts him in there. And yeah, like you said, he He, he starts he really... offering gold to people and then eating well, that's, them. <laughs> that's a little bit later. So he just yeah. kind of spends some time in there. He just kind of like, it's, it seems like it slowly works on him a little bit. And well, because like, they don't show any of that. Like, they just show him enter, and then you don't yeah, see him for a little while for a little until... While. So, in between that, do you remember... The river spirit the that river she spirit, saved. Yeah. She's helping Lynn, and they call him a stink spirit at first, because they don't yeah. know that's what he is. You know, yeah. it's this giant, oozing pile of, like, poo. It's just, yeah, like, and mud, mud and, and nasty, and he and comes... Just, just things It that just are... looks like a giant blob, and he's got a mouth, and he's like... And he comes in, and all the other clients are, like, running well, away, like, and the other workers... Yeah, and Lynn and Chihiro are the only ones left, and then Lynn is like, oh... Or no, it's Yubaba is there, because she tries to get him to go away, but then she's like, Chihiro, go take the nice sirs, the nice spirit's money and Chihiro goes over it's like hello sir and he drops like in all the mud like a and it's this splooching noise and these coins fall into her hand covered in mud and she's like take him and give him a bath and get him out of here so Chihiro because Lynn wasn't with her Lynn comes running down with their dinner and the dinner like wilts or yeah, it turns it just gets that, yeah. like black yeah when the stench of the spirit touches it and lynn's <laughs> like no our food and chihiro has to go give the poor guy a bath yeah. but she's the one that figures out that he's got like so she's like a thorn in his side but it's yeah. a bicycle and it's like lynn helps her they pull it out and then it's a pollution Yep. And all this stuff, all this trash comes, comes oozing flying, out. Yeah. And then it's a river spirit. Yep. And he's this beautiful, huge thing. And you just hear, <sighs> and you see his face floating and he gives Chihiro a gift. Yeah. And it's, uh, it's they call it a, let's it's see It's like here. a green ball. 
It's a gets a magic amnetic dumpling. Emetic. How do you spell it? E m e t i c. Emetic. Emetic. Emetic dumpling. Well, and I think doesn't emetic mean like, like uh, what what do you call the things where you like hose out your rear? Um, uh, that's a suppository. No, it's it's a thing. No, it's a uh, um. You know what I'm talking about? It's the, yeah, an enema. Enema. I feel like that's what it is, but she doesn't know that. It's something to like make you throw up or it's clean a vom- you out. It's a causing vomiting. A vomit inducing yeah, thing. But that's she doesn't know that's it. what it is. It's just she thinks it's a gift. And it, well, it is a gift. Cause, and it, it's, all, it's fascinating because it's like that he knows she's going to need it or something yeah, because maybe. of no face. But then, you know, he goes away and when he leaves, like people start finding gold. And that's where yeah. the gold fever starts. And they're all like, gold, gold, gold. Which, going yeah. back to your consumerism, consumerism yeah, and the and greed. greed. Um, so that's what he does. He, he No-Face would create the gold. Well, yeah, because the No-Face, that's when there's that little frog sneaking yeah. into the bath that the river spirit had used looking mm-hmm. for gold. And that's when No-Face is there and he offers the gold. But he's like, eh, eh, like holding his hand out with the gold in it. And the frog's like, you're giving me gold. And then he eats him. Yep just consumes them and it's just yeah, like oh and then my he goodness. takes the frog's voice and then yep. he starts like he starts telling everybody like hey i'm giving you gold and they're like oh like give me a bath bring me food and he keeps eating and eating and eating and eating and i guess yubaba is away because at some point in between there like haku gets injured um because it's like he stole the seal like this yep little thing not a like arf arf seal but like a little emblem thing from yubaba's sister what is her name again i forget i her cannot name. remember the... um, it's something it's not that many syllables it's like yizel or something i don't remember uh, but... twin sister yeah zena zena b zeniba 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 okay so it is the same amount of syllables yubaba Yubaba, Zaniba, yeah, Zaniba. Because yeah. well, Bo is her, has her son, is is a uh, Yubaba's son, <laughs> the big one, the big fat baby, yeah. Yeah, he because Zaniba comes, but just as like a you know sends like a transparent shade of herself. Yeah, and that's see, I'm getting all mixed up in the timing here, but um, Shihiro okay. ends up trying to, I guess, talk to. Yubaba, and she sees Haku is all injured and bloodied on the floor. Yeah. She, she tries to help him. Yeah, but then those three green head things are trying to push him into the pit. Yeah, like in the floor. Think, they don't think anything kill him. He, yeah, done for. Yeah, and Chihiro is trying to fight him off. Before that, she had to hide in the baby's room. The giant fat oh, baby. That's such a dumb baby. He's huge. Well, he ends up being good, but he, you know. He's there, and then that's when Zaniba's spirit comes and is like, Haku is a thief, and he stole my seal. And then she turns the big fat baby into a fat little mouse, very tiny, and turns that the scary bird crow with the woman's face, mm-hmm. or the old person face, she turns that into like a little fly thing. And then she turns the two, the three green heads into the baby, and like to trick you, you Baba, that, you know, the baby's still there the baby the size of like an elephant yeah that's that's Um, such a dumb (laughs) well it's just fascinating because that's another thing like wow that's so interesting and the three bouncing heads that don't they just go "Mm, mm," and they don't open their mouth and talk but they look with their eyes just like that crow bird doesn't talk just like moves 
his or her eyes. It's so bizarre. Yeah, and then it's like Shihiro gets basically the fat mouse and the little fly bond with her and they stick with her and she's... The whole time, yeah, yeah. She's trying to save Haku. Like they fall into the pit all together and he wakes up and is able to fly them out. Yeah, Um, and he actually gets them... They, he, he, I remember, so it's like they get him out of there, and they he goes back, and they get him. They take ha, ha, um, Haku to uh, to the boiler Kamaji, because Haku is like he's still injured. very injured, and I guess he still has the seal inside of him. Like he had yes. a curse. There's a curse on it. He had eaten it. Yeah, and so she feeds him part of the dumpling to make yeah. him vomit it out. Because she had had some of that. The first night she got it with yeah. Lynn, and Lynn is like, what's wrong? And then she just starts puking. like, yeah. So she's like, she okay, take some is. of this medicine. Yeah. Um, so she gets Haku to puke it up. And, and then, then she ends up destroying the seal. Yeah. Well, she steps on the curse on accident. The curse, that's what it is. Yeah, yeah. and then Kamaji is like, oh, my gosh, that's, you know, I had to do this, like, thing. Like, put your fingers together and, yeah. like, cuts his, his hand through them to, like, break the curse of, like... That's bad luck. It's bad luck. So after, while, so while uh, Haku is actually unconscious, that's whenever um, uh, Sen actually goes to confront No Face. No Face, so yeah. This, Yubaba this realizes like this, he, because I guess Yubaba had been gone and then she comes back. Yeah. She does the weird thing where she like has her coat on and she like. Turns into like a harpy. Yeah, she turns into like a bird. She yeah. like, it's just funny and, to, and she just flies away. Um, but I guess she's come back and she's realized they're all looking for no face. Like this guy, he shouldn't have been in here. Like he's a bad spirit. Like he's yeah. eating people. He's, he yeah. needs to go. And then well, so. Well, the time she, they, she figures this out, he's enormous. Yeah. And he's already eaten like three people. Yeah. Um, yeah. and the, all the spirits are scared cause they're like, he's just going to eat us. And Chihiro goes to talk to him and he so desperately wants her affection. Yeah. And it's like. He he keeps offering her gold, and he stops talking to her, and she's like, "No, I don't know you," because she he's offered her things before, and she ignores it, and it's like she's like, "No, I don't need that. I don't need that." And it's I think I think in a way he's like he wants friendship, but he doesn't know how to get it, mm-hmm. and she does say, "Well, if you want to eat me, you can, but first eat this medicine. I think you need it," and she gives him the the emetic yeah. thing. And then he just starts puking and he's like, hero or sin, what have you done? Yeah. And everybody that he's eaten, he pukes and every, them everyth- out. Everything and they're all he's like, eaten, it's like all whole still. And it's gross. And I'm just well, like, Well, a lot of the food comes back is like just this like black Mass sludge, but the junk. people come back as like how they normally are. Yeah. And so like, she leads him out of the bathhouse. Yeah. And you know, oh, I remember he ate the people after he first offered her gold. Mm hmm. Because he came, he, Yubaba's gone, and, like, the one spirit guy who actually is voiced by John Lasseter in the English dub, he's dancing in front of the spirit. He's like, here comes the rich man. He's something, he has this goofy song, like, his, uh, he keeps getting bigger, so there's plenty left to fill or something but he's yeah, the I one remember, who I remember being really goofy yeah, like that, yeah that's when Chihiro comes running through and no face sees her and like shoves the people out of the way and tries to offer her gold and doesn't talk to her but it's just like eh, 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 like I want to be your yeah. friend and she's like no I'm sorry I don't have time because I think she's looking for Haku yeah 
And then that's when she runs away and No Face gets sad. And that's when he eats the two people. Yeah. And they all start freaking out like, oh, my God, he's, he's a monster. Yeah. And then so after after she gets rid of No Face, mm-hmm. she kind of... She um, gets him to follow her out yeah, of she the bathhouse because well, yeah. they need her. They need him out of there. Yeah. So Zaniba kind of reveal. Uh, so what is it? They. Um, so what happens is they get li- they get on... A train. The train, they? because um, she has the seal that came out of Haku, and she's going to go return it to Zaniba. Yeah. And so she's with, it's her and the little fat mouse slash baby, like Yubaba's son and the little fly thing. And it's the yeah. three of them, and they're going to go, and they f- get on this creepy train. It's really kind of fascinating, no beautiful face music. Get, no face gets on there with He them follows too. them, yeah, because yeah. she's standing there, and it, it's really interesting because Kamaji had given her the train tickets and he said something like, I was saving these, but I want you to have them. And it's kind of for a spirit. It makes you wonder, well, where do they go? Like, does that take you is to that like, the afterlife, afterlife or you something? Know, is it a better place? Because he makes it sound so dramatic of giving her the tickets of this is a big deal, but he gives her the four tickets he had. And so she, the creepy conductor, because the people on that train are just formless shadows yeah. in outfits, but they don't talk. And the conductor comes and points at her, points at the mouse, points at the fly, and then points over, and you see no faces join them. And she's like, oh, you want to come too? Sure, he's coming. And then the four get on the train, and they go to the last stop, and they, they it has a name, Swamp Bottom or something, and that's where they get off to go to Zaniba's house. Yep. And that's when they go talk to and her. And Zaniba's so nice. And she's it's like... She's like the complete opposite of She's uh, like Yababa. a grandmother. And like, come in. And yeah. She makes Chihiro this beautiful little, like, hair tie thing that's, like, supposed to protect her. Uh, no Face decides to stay with her because he's, like, helping. Yeah. He's learning how to... What's he using? Like, the spindle? He's like spinning so, yeah. thread for yeah. her, and she's like, "You're really good at this." And she kind of like it's like kind of like just, a, I'm gonna it's keep really you here fascinating to deal because with you, when yeah. you first see Zaniba, just as her like transparent form, she's hateful and mean, and the oh, same yeah. as her sister, and they look identical. Yeah. And she's saying, you know, Haku stole. He's a petty thief. But she's so scary and like just an evil evil witch like her sister but then when they go to her house it's like she's completely different and it almost makes me wonder why like well why why the change there and i don't know is it the bathhouse that does it i don't it's know it, it could be that because like i said it, that's a very uh, consumerist like kind of like area the like greed and greed and things like that but yeah maybe it's that i don't know maybe that's it's hard to tell what miyazaki was trying to put in there or what mm-hmm. he was trying to bit we need that extra hour and a half man I know. I'm telling you, you should, have, you should have, you should totally petition that for the full release of it. <laughs> and so after after all that, you know, Haku shows up and mm-hmm. he like transforms into his dragon form. Yeah, well, he's there as a dragon because yeah. Zaniba says, "Oh, and I think Haku's just arrived." And it's like she tells him to take good care of Chihiro, and she even tells the fat mouse and the little little fly thing, "Well." She said, you you two, the curse on you is long gone. You two can change back whenever you want. And they just kind of shake their heads. Yep. Um, and then, you know, Haku, that's when he he comes and Shihiro is so happy to see him. And he's like, you know, I'll take you back. And that's when they're flying back 
to the bathhouse and Chihiro tells him, I think that I remember you. And she says, you like, there used to be a river by my house that I would play in. And I think that was you. So you kind of start to think like maybe he's a river spirit. Too. Yeah. That's and then he, when she says that, cause the river's name, cause you know, Yubaba takes your name and she took Haku's name. Yep. It's Kowahu or something is the actual name. Kohaku, yeah. Kowaku. She yep. says, and I think that this was what the river was called, and I think that's your name, and she says it. And then his eyes get huge, and it's like he remembers. The scales yep. all fly off of him. It's very beautiful. It's very... And this is the only thing where I don't like the English dub, because she talked about how she had fallen in the river mm-hmm. after trying to get her shoe, and yeah. but the river, like, she... It carried her back to the shore. And then Haku says, I remember you and your little pink shoe. And I know they do that because it has to match up with the mouse. But that's the yeah. only part of the movie where the dub, I just feel like, ugh. Like is that really dumb. what he said? And it just, yeah. ugh. Kind of just rubbed it It doesn't work. But the it's whole, okay. like, the idea of it is very beautiful of, like, he was the river spirit, spirit and he saved her. Like, she could have drowned and he saved her and took her back yeah. to shore. They had this connection um very beautiful because then they're like falling through the sky talking and they're both crying and it's so beautiful very good so after they get back to the bathhouse and that's when she's gonna get yeah. her parents back Yababa, and she knows her name yeah Yababa is trying to basically say i'll lift the curse if you could pick out which uh, which pigs are your parents that's yeah, gonna be the challenge even though yeah well even though chihiro comes back and she says because at that point, Yubaba has realized her son is gone. And yep. she's freaking out. And Chihiro is like, well, here they are. And then the little mouse and the... I think the little fly doesn't turn back into a character. but no. He doesn't turn back into his crow form. But then oh, the mouse it? turns into the huge fat baby and is like, mama. And she's like, oh my gosh. And he gets mad and he says, you give Chihiro back her parents you be nice to her and she's like but honey and it's again that's almost like the spirit world thing where she's made this this uh thing of it's like i've made this contract i have to go through with it and the little kid is mad like he doesn't understand but chihiro's like no i'll do it i'll i'll face your challenge and all the spirit workers are like oh no like they're all vote you know rooting for her like they all kind of know though this is a trick though yeah but chihiro goes and looks at the all the pigs in the pen there's like eight of them maybe and she's supposed to pick out her parents and she looks and looks and looks and then she tells you baba there must be a mistake none of these pigs are my parents and all the pigs like flip and turn and you or you baba is like are you sure and she says yes or she nods her head and then the pigs turn into spirit workers and they're like you did it and then everybody's like cheering yay and you baba's like she's kind of mad yeah so then they go she lost yeah and then so she kind of like after that she's like well just go back and you'll you'll meet your parents yeah go back retrace your footsteps go back cross the river and your parents will be there i forget if the parents are across the river or if they're they're across the river so they kind of like the river is is dry now that's like the separation between the yeah. worlds. And so it kind of almost says like, so now that the river is dry, you can go back to the real world. And Haku kind of walks her back there. And He's like, I won't forget you. I won't forget you. Don't like forget the, your name. Like the minute she walks across the, the dry riverbed, he just, he's not there anymore. Yeah. And it's like, okay, that's really kind of sad. But, you know, it's 
She's left the spirit world. She's left the spirit world, which is his world, and that's where he has to be at. And she kind of walks down and walks through the tunnel, which is, and then she runs into, uh, it's like right before the tunnel. She walks across the field and her parents are like there at the tunnel. They're like, where did you go? Just real confused. They're like, where did you go? We, we don't know where you're, where you went. And then she's just like trying to tell them everything that happened. And they're like, no, I don't think she doesn't. She just says like, I like mom, dad, and she's so happy to see him. And she's like, let's go home. And they go like walking through the tunnel together. And well, she was trying to ask him like where they were. They're like, well, I remember. They don't remember. Well, they they said they remember. They they say that they remember. They go, we went to that restaurant, but I don't remember what happened after that. And it's like they kind of like kind of (laughs) like leave it at that. And it's like, okay, that makes a little more sense. But then they obviously go back to their car and then they they take off. I remember the mom saying like as they're walking through the tunnel, it's like mysterious and it's like a passage between worlds and the mom is saying like, Chihiro, you're pulling too tight on my hand or she's like holding on to her mom so tight and it's like, don't squeeze so tightly. But then it's like, how could you not after everything that happened? Yeah, I would be freaking out. Well, and something, this, you just made me think of it. You said a bit ago, the river is dry. Remember after the rains came and all the flood and because when Chihiro is going to Zaniba's and it's yeah. just water everywhere and there's so much water, the train tracks are hardly visible. Yeah, and they, it's like spraying up on the sides. Yeah, I remember it's that. It's amazing. Now. So I wonder, you know, some kind of spiritual significance of water and like the spirit world and then well, the water it's a very, drains like, away. Have you ever seen um, in the Shinto religion, have you ever seen it? They do the posts. Um, you see, it's usually two, I cannot remember what they're called for the life of me, but they're literally two, two posts and then they have the, the bow on top, in between on top of it. So a lot of those, they have those in areas like near water, Mm -hmm. um, because apparently water helps, uh, provide a pathway into the spirit spirit world. And so that's, they do that connection that they do Mm -hmm. that. Yeah. That's, that's a very, that's a religious, that's a Shinto thing from what I've, from what I remember correctly, but water is life. Water is flowing. Water is moving. Yep. It's a very, it's a, it's a, it's a pathway into there. So that's, that's the kind of supernatural Mm -hmm. kind of theme that he has on there. So, but yeah, that's, that's pretty much the, that was a really long plot. Hey, that's a great, and that was great though. That was not much of a summary. That was just, no, you tell you the entire movie and what happened. You did, you did, you did great. I was, I was like, I'm going to sit back and enjoy this because (laughs) you were doing a heck of a job. And I, like I said, I only interjected a few times, but that was phenomenal. So obviously, like I said, you know, uh, they helped after, they came up with this this whole thing that Miyazaki was like, I'm going to cut and do three hours and like cut Ugh. it. And then obviously the, the amazing summer that you just did, um, they released it in Japan in, in, in July 20th of 20, uh, 2001. Did it like go insane, right? Yeah. It was, it's still the, it's grossed more money than any other Japanese film in Japan, Japanese history. Well, and that's something where I feel like too, all those cultural aspects that are just something where it's like if you grew up understanding these things and these are the this is kind of like the fairy tale that you heard something like that it it would be very like fascinating and it's just a good story and Chihiro is likable and you feel for her and like the childhood innocence well I mean by this point Miyazaki has has established himself as an amazing creator yeah I think just the name (laughs) I mean that's what really sold it he's a juggernaut I mean he's a juggernaut in Japan I mean it's just the way it is so after they kind of um, pushed it, after this is released in Japan, it's almost a whole year uh, before they get the dubbing done, and mm-hmm. they actually release it at one of the Toronto Film Fe- International Film Festivals. Um, 
that's where John Lasseter helped push it mm-hmm. into there. That's where it actually is first released in September 7th, 2002. Outside of Japan. Outside of Japan. And then from there, obviously, it's been oh, really, it gets crazy. released to everywhere else. And it's done so well in like 2019. Worldwide grossing is $346 million. Mm-hmm. So obviously, it's one of the, it, it's one of the most um, financially successful animation properties of all time. Mm-hmm. I mean, it just truly is, um, especially with Studio Ghibli. With good reason, yeah. I mean, well, it's gorgeous. It's beautiful. That's, and that is the one where if I mentioned Studio Ghibli, like especially when I was in college, so I went to a nerd college. It. And just mentioning, if I mentioned Miyazaki or Ghibli, people are like, oh, Spirited Away, I freaking love that. Well, that's because, It's like the people that know about it know about that well, one. That's because when Disney got finally got behind it, because they had done one before, I believe, this, with mm-hmm. with Studio Ghibli doing the mm-hmm. dubbing, but they didn't really market it as much. This one, they heavily marketed it yeah, into, into audiences, finally released it in several mm-hmm. theaters. Not as much as some of the other stuff that they did even afterwards, like... Ponyo and um, oh, Ponyo. Ponyo and a couple other ones that are, mm-hmm. are more um, a little more juvenile in my opinion but yeah it, it is what it is I feel like spirited away I mean it has juvenile aspects I guess because there's a kid as a protagonist but on the whole there's some deep things going on there oh absolutely but on top of the commercial success obviously it's got unanimous like critical success yeah. among, among critics and audiences alike mm-hmm. So obviously, it's it garnered numerous rewards um, throughout the. I think believe it actually won um, several. Um, let me see. I believe it won. Let's see, two thousand and one. I don't Hong Kong uh, Film Awards, Japanese Academy Award um, for Best Film, Critics Award. I mean, it just, it's all kind. I mean, looking at its list, if you go to its Wikipedia page, you can literally see just tons and tons of stuff. Basically, for best animated film and best director, um, the scores, it just, it has, it's just got a ton of accolades. The music is amazing. Well, just like everything that they do in there. Yeah. That Joe, I think Hisaishi. I was. I don't really. I believe that's speak who did Japanese, it, yeah. but I know that's who did it. I just don't yeah. know how to pronounce Joe, his Joe, name. Joe Hisha, uh, his, Hisha I just Ishi. know that because that's what Alexa yeah. says when I ask her to play. She says <laughs> Joe Hisaishi. I'm like, okay, <laughs> I was. I was saying Joe Hisaishi, but I guess yeah, I works. don't know Japanese. But yeah. Um, so like, obviously, like I said, it's 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 garnered so much unanimous critical success throughout you know the whole world. Um, yeah, it's it's just one of those great great movies that I I truly can't say anything bad about it. Um, the I mean, only the only thing, thing you, that only thing, I would say is I wish that they were able to keep the extra time, you, you know, the extra hour that. and a half of material I, because I, I would love to see what was going to happen. But I'm sure they have things like if you get like a Studio Ghibli um, uh, uh, art book or anything like that, they would have things. Well, like and that. I don't know that because I don't think they filmed any of that stuff. Well, they don't, but they still but have story, probably had sketches. They still, they still have sketches and storyboards of it, so they would put it in a book and kind of say maybe what they had going on, maybe, but. But yeah, that's uh, that's kind of the summary of the whole thing right there. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, so if you guys have any any questions or concerns, if you guys want to check this out, if you've never seen this movie, please watch it. Watch it. Um, like I said, I always recommend trying to get it on. Like I said, you can get it on HBO Max. They have it. I think they have both versions on there actually. So um, the, the dubbed and the subbed uh, versions. So yeah, just try it out. See what you like. 
And uh, like I said, I want to probably cut this one short after. Well, not short really, but because you're getting a little tired, I can tell. So, because you've literally just spent 30 minutes talking about the entire film yeah. on your own. So, <laughs> and I know you always want to end. I saw in your summary you had like final closing thoughts. I mean, just I would say it's it's wonderful. It's up in. For me personally, My Neighbor Totoro is my absolute favorite because I grew up with it. Mm-hmm. But Spirited Away is second. Yeah, top and 10 for me too, yeah. almost everyone I talk to that is familiar with Ghibli, Spirited Away is like their favorite. Even my parents love this film. And my dad has a hard time watching animated films because his in his mind it's just like juvenile. It's for kids. Yeah, because yeah. that's what, from the way he grew up and that's what he saw. But he, he loves it. My mom yeah. loves it. Like they... They really appreciate that movie, so yeah, and I, I think said, it's, it's, it's something that I think anybody, anybody can like it. Little kids, and, yeah. adults, anybody, anybody of any age or any and even all cultures. Like yeah. for us who are born, raised in the Midwest in the U.S., like to me, the cultural aspects I don't understand just fascinate me. Exactly, that's kind of what it I draws always draws me in. Of me like, in, I yeah. want to understand what these spirits are, and even the food they show. Like, that is fascinating to me. I want to try that food, like a bathhouse. I want to go there. I want to see what these things are. It makes me want to go to Japan. You? Like, this no, is absolutely. fascinating. Like, I want to know more about this place because I love it. Well, yeah. like I said, well, to put it in our uh, market down for a few years from now, what do you say? <laughs> on the to-do list, on go to Japan. It's always on the to-do list. Anyway, it rocks. It's it, a great It was great amazing. Film. So I just want to thank you guys for, for listening in. And if, like I said, if you guys enjoy this episode, let us know. Uh, if there's anything we can do to add to it or make it better, please let us know by sending us either uh, an email at seriously pointless conversation. Sir, I'm sorry, seriously pointless convo at gmail.com. Or you can post on Facebook or any of our other social media sites and let us know if these are the kind of things that you enjoy listening to us talk about. Please let us know. If not, still let us know. If you think uh, Miyazaki movies are dumb, we're not going to hold it against you, but we enjoy talking about them. And. Uh, <laughs> You can let us know either way, but uh, I truly enjoy it. So, again, Jackie, I just want to say thanks for showing uh, showing up and providing your, I mean, wealth of knowledge. Because you, I mean, from only looking at the the plot points for a few times, you you just had that all stuck away in your brain somewhere. <laughs> yeah, which is amazing. So that's what I loved about it. So, <laughs> but anyways, so thanks for showing up, and uh, yeah, we're gonna get out of here. All right, thanks, Jackie, for stopping by. You're welcome. Have a good day. All right, guys. Have a nice one. Bye. If you're interested in keeping up to date with new episodes on our channel, add us on any of your favorite podcasting apps or subscribe to our YouTube channel at Seriously Pointless Conversations. If you have questions or concerns, please email us at seriouslypointlessconvo at gmail.com. We appreciate any feedback. Thank you for listening to our show.